the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Ronnie K, Sean Drotar with you and a big podcast today. Case Keenum, the future day one quarterback for the Denver Broncos, or at least we think so. That, of course, uh, on the docket today. What does it mean for Denver? What does it mean for Paxton Lynch? And are the Broncos still drafting a quarterback? We'll talk about that. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, of course, real close to Coors Field once the Rockies get going. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. A terrific rooftop views as we get warmer. Be sure to visit them on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14. Spell out the word 14 for me tap14.com Sean Case Keenum first thoughts well the Broncos have a quarterback we're we're done we're through with all that speculation with we have the guy and it's the guy that I have talked about for the last two weeks whether it's on this podcast or on the morning show at Mile High Sports that's the guy that I said would be the starter for the Broncos Going into the 2018 season, that's the guy they got. And uh, this was all sort of the writing on the wall when Minnesota basically passed Denver by as the best location for Kirk Cousins. And uh, they ended up having to go and pursue another direction. The Broncos, I think, correctly read the tea leaves, realized that they were not going to be Cousins' choice behind either Minnesota and the Jets. And instead of waiting around for Cousins to perhaps uh, take visits or something like that, they, they didn't want to risk that. They wanted to just get their guy and start going on to the next thing in free agency. So they did that. As it turns out, uh, Cousins didn't go through with all the meetings, apparently, sure. agreeing on Tuesday morning just prior to us recording this uh, with the Minnesota Vikings as expected. Yeah, and I think that's where the big thing is, is if you're inside these back channels, you kind of see that, you know what, the writing is kind of on the wall. It looks like it's going to be Cousins Minnesota. Let's be the first to the punch to get a guy like Case Keenum because I think this would have been a drastic failure for the Broncos if they didn't come away with at least one of those two veterans because of where the team is sitting right now. I think that's probably fair. Otherwise, you're looking at a you know, A.J. McCarron or something like that or perhaps just drafting someone. The truth be told, I, I had no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I, I really was pretty consistent in saying that I thought that it should be cousins or bust if they didn't get cousins then uh, they should just go ahead and draft somebody and go that direction but uh, they did want to get someone in free agency I think it there for a couple reasons one they wanted a veteran two they wanted to give themselves more options in the draft instead of being basically locked into having to draft a quarterback because then they can't perhaps leverage for a trade or something like that Uh, who knows what they'll do there I, I hope the Broncos stay at five and and pick a player but Part of the idea in the draft for teams is you want to look unpredictable. You want to look like you have a lot of options, and the Broncos now do. And that flexibility is so much power that they have now. You know, kind of like what you were saying, the ability to take a player if they want, take a quarterback. Uh, I don't think that is still out of the picture yet. Uh, a guy who could be groomed under Case Keenum. This is a two-year deal, $36 million, 18 a year, which is very cheap. Uh, that's very affordable, a very fair number. Uh, it's not an astronomical number. It's not going to hog tie the And I wonder if a lot of the moves we saw when John Elway laid it out at the NFL Combine were kind of contingent on the idea that you were not going to be able to break the bank on Cousins, save a little bit money with Keenum, and give you the opportunity now because we saw Buffalo make a trade to, to nab that number 12 
uh, draft pick as well as the 22nd overall, they could be a team that maybe moves up. That's a sexy, appealing thing for Denver, too, is maybe move down now and get assets. Is is Denver done with quarterbacks here? Is it Keenum and then just, just uh, say, shelve that position for now, work on others? Or should that be the highest priority at five right now? I think if it is a if it is a two year deal from and that's the what we believe to, it is yeah, yep, to, from to Case Keenum, Nine then, then yep. I think they should pick a, a quarterback because you're talking about a guy that's 30 years old already. The two year deal means that he's probably not your long term answer. I think they should pick a quarterback. I think they should go ahead and pick the best one that that they find available. I I hope that's not Josh Allen, but I actually think that in John Elway's sort of a tenure here as, as GM. He works in a particular fashion, and that tells me that he's not going to pick a quarterback, that he's already signed his quarterback. He picked Paxton Lynch. He's not willing to move away from Paxton Lynch yet. Kind of wants to believe in that. They've heard that the Broncos, uh, same same uh, reporter, Mike Kliss, who's embedded with the Broncos, has suggested that the Broncos believe that Chad Kelly could be a starter in 2019 or 2020. All those things lead me to believe that the Broncos are done with the quarterback position, and they'll go with those three. And uh, that will probably be it. So uh, it's not the, the way I'd make it. And as a as observer of the Broncos or a Broncos fan, I wouldn't particularly enjoy that result. But I think that's the one we're probably going to get. Now, if that means that it lands instead on Quentin Nelson, the terrific guard out of Notre Dame, or even potentially Saquon Barkley, I think people can probably live with that. Yeah, I, I think there's going to have to be a major shoe that drops in the favor of Denver as far as uh, getting an impact player on offense here before fans even start to to think about this as being a successful offseason. You look on Twitter and, and social media and checking out what the fans are saying, they're not quite particularly happy with Case Keenum. Well, what were they going to be? I mean, what were they going to be happy with? Yeah, sure. And and fans will be fans. I want to talk about this really quick because a lot of fans were uh, on social media and and almost in attack mode for what general manager John Elway has been doing lately and signing Case Keenum, which many think uh, wasn't the best guy available. Um, but this Case Keenum signing. It smells like Gary Kubiak, who, of course, is the senior personnel advisor now, a, a guy who signed Keenum as an undrafted free agent when they were in Houston, gave him his opportunity, still believes in him. This has Gary Kubiak written over. Is this more of, and I, and I know Casey Leiter, general manager here at Mile High Sports, I believe he was writing a piece that was talking about um, Gary Kubiak's influence on this. In the event where Case Keenum doesn't work out, um, or busts out immediately. Is this more on Kubiak than Elway? Well, it, it might be. At the very least, it does give Elway cover if it doesn't work out. And I'm not suggesting there's some sort of conspiracy or anything nefarious. But the truth is, if if Kubiak had a lot to say in this, and it kind of sounds like he does, because as we'll get into in a little bit, there's not as many differences between Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum as you'd, you'd like to believe. It's kind of a Kubiak-style player. And... If you're Elway and you, the players you've gone for, Brock Osweiler and and Paxton Lynch, can't be starters for you, and the ones that Kubiak has selected, Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum, will be, it's probably pretty wise for John Elway to take a step back and say, hey, you know what, that's why Gary's here. He's picking guys that will start for us, so let's go that route. But it also that means it also gives Elway cover in case it doesn't work out, that he basically can say, well, I... I relied on advice from other people, and and that really wasn't my call. So uh, I, it does have that effect, too. And it really is kind of interesting watching the two 
pick their guys and how the styles of their guys are so similar. Because Elway, of course, picking in the draft, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, big, tall guys, big arm specimens, kind of like him when he was a player. Gary Kubiak, different style, a little bit more cerebral, not the strongest arm in the world, a little bit more accurate. But you made uh, kind of that bridge there between Case Keenum and Trevor Simeon. Is this just like older, more veteran, more experienced Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum? Well, it, it might be. Now, I, I, I will say that I think that Case Keenum has more physical ability than Trevor Simeon, and he certainly hasn't battled the same injury concerns that Trevor Simeon has, even in his young career. But you're talking about, uh, in Simeon, you know, two years where he started. The first year, he was actually pretty good. Touchdown-interception ratio was okay. Completion percentage was okay. And then last year was atrocious. In Case Keenum's uh, case, for <laughs> pardon the pun, his... Oh, puns are all intended, Sean. <laughs> puns are all intended. His career up until this season, 2017, was very underwhelming. And if you were to look at the way the two compare it, it comes out pretty similarly because basically Simeon had one good season and one bad season. Keenum has had uh, a few bad seasons and one good season. Both of these guys are essentially spot starters. I know that Simeon has started the last two years, but the Broncos didn't want him to start any of those games. Sure. They wanted Mark Sanchez to start them two years ago. They wanted Paxton Lynch to start them this year. They wanted anybody else except for, for Trevor Simeon, and they kept having to go back because he was the best they had. So you're talking about guys who have spent their careers basically starting games only when the teams had no other choice. And one year, Simeon was good, and one year, Keenum was good, and that's it. But you break down those numbers, if you were to prorate Trevor Simeon's stats, he's played in 26 games, Keenum has played in 41 games. But if you were to prorate their career stats against one another and basically take Simeon's averages and take it up. This is essentially yeah. looking forward to Simeon's take, take Simeon's yes. average of his career and bring it up to as if he played 41 games. Sure. Let me run these numbers off for you. Uh, uh, do I really want to hear them? You'll be surprised. Okay. The, the first set of numbers is going to be Case Keenum. The second is Trevor Simeon. Completions would be 779 to 781. Two different. Attempts would be 1,258 to 1,317. Not that different. Completion percentage would be 61.9 to 59.3. Again, not that different. Yards, 8771 to 8966. Really similar. Yards per attempt, 6.97 to 6.81. Really similar. Touchdowns, it would be 46 to 47. Really similar. Fumbles 14 to 11, quarterback rating 86.0 to 79.9. Almost identical in every stat except one. Were you to bring that that out based on the awful season that Trevor Simeon had this year, uh, he would have 38 interceptions in 41 games taken by average, whereas Case Keenum has 27 in his 41 games. But, but it's not like there's an astronomical difference. Yeah, this here. isn't this huge leap, is it? Sure. I mean, there was only one stat we could point to that was even more than a couple percentage points different. Yeah. So these guys, uh, each of them has had one good year and the rest of their career has been very middling. They basically play the same type of offense. It's just that Keenum is maybe more physical and more athletic about it. So I, I think the Broncos improved. Don't get me wrong. But they, they didn't add... Kirk Cousins, they didn't add Joe Montana, they didn't add anyone like that. They incrementally got better. Yeah, and, and, and it and cost them $18 million to do it as opposed to two for Trevor Simeon. But I, I don't know if anybody's expecting this out of Case Keenum. But I do want to throw some things at you. One, Case Keenum, obviously his best year last year with Minnesota. You could make an argument that that was the best team that he's actually played with. And, I mean, let's look at the talent that he had in Houston. 
uh, St. Louis, where he didn't have very many starts. Right. Th- those were bad teams, and we've seen good quarterbacks be held back by bad teams, too. Well, could you say the same thing about Trevor Simeon, though? Sure. Because sure. he's been held back by some bad teams, too. The worst offensive line in football. So that's where you run into the spot where you make the comparison. And, and I believe me, my, my Twitter has been blowing up all day long. I'm actually watching it as we uh, do record this podcast of people being bothered by the fact I compare the two. But these guys are both spot starters. And the, the same argument you could make that, oh, but Case Keenum is secretly amazing. We just didn't know until he got on an elite team. Well, you could say the exact same thing about Trevor Simeon. He's been on a bad team, too, with atrocious protection. That's gotten him hurt two years in a row. So... By the same token, you could basically say, we don't know what Trevor Simeon really is either. Well, put him on a good team. And to your point, we talked about this in previous podcasts. The Broncos need to find a quarterback that elevates the team. Right. That, that makes them better. And I where don't believe that's Case Keenum. I, I think Case Keenum makes them better just by default because how bad the quarterbacks were last year. I don't know if he propels them right. into an echelon of a of a top 10 offense where they could be actually relying on the offense to win games. I still think it feels like there's still a little bit of that hope you don't lose the game more than win the game. I think that's the case. I don't think you walk out and say, we have Case Keenum. Now we're going to put it in his hands and say, go win us the game. I agree. I don't think he's that guy. I think what you're hoping for from Case Keenum is an Alex Smith type player. A guy that can keep you from losing it. A guy that can uh, f- at least find a way to not turn the ball over and, and here and there make a couple plays that can make a difference. But if you put the, that on his shoulders, you're asking him to do more than he's capable of doing. At a certain point, and I don't say this to demean him, we're talking about a player in Case Keenum that will be on his fifth team in seven years. Sure. If he was some extraordinary regular pro bowler, then he wouldn't have had that happen. So has he is he improving as his career goes on? Yes, it seems like it, but at the same time, you don't necessarily know it. So that's uh, an interesting situation. You would think that if if the Vikings felt the same way about Case Keenum, that actually, wow, he's the guy, they wouldn't have immediately gotten rid of him with the effort to go get Kirk Cousins. And, and of course, there are reports as of this recording with the podcast that Kirk Cousins will be signing in Minnesota. And I think you're you're absolutely right. Is and, and it works in daily life. I mean, you look at when you're hiring somebody and you look at someone's resume and you see, oh, they worked at uh, this factory for a year and this factory for a year. And that's fine. And then, and then this factory for six months and this factory for two months and this. And all of a sudden, you see like this guy has been like seven places in like eight years. There's a reason for that. I think this is a. I think this is the smartest signing for Denver. It's not the best one because the smart is with the money that you're saving. This is still a recovery from the all-in approach that the Broncos made yeah. um, a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, the bill with became due. We talk about Aqib Tlaib uh, moving on just uh, last week. Uh, T.J. Ward moving sure. on the year before. Uh, these uh, Malik Jackson moving on right after the Super Bowl. These, these are all fallout from the Broncos basically just blowing the cap to smithereens yeah. in, the, in every creative fashion they could to get themselves a Super Bowl. It, and it worked. They, they, so no complaints there, but the idea that you can do this year after year after year like the Patriots, the reason the Patriots do it is because they draft far better than the Broncos have drafted sure. under John Elway, and they are, have a better sense of grabbing veteran guys who then maybe have a year or two left and they get them on the cheap and part. Only the Patriots can do that because only the Patriots have this long record of success. So Well, and it helps when Tom Brady's your quarterback. And too. Tom Brady is your quarterback. Sure. So with the Broncos now, 
I, I'm not sure if many trust this fan base to draft a quarterback because they've missed so often. You kind of alluded that a little bit. Their drafting has not and been good. they've missed in spectacular so, fashion. Is this not a better approach in the idea oh. that they are grabbing a, a Case Keenum so where they don't have to super rely on the uh, the hit or miss, boom bust, next four years relies on the number five pick overall, and and, and it's better now to, to transition this mode away from yeah, I mean, you, I don't want to use the R word, but rebuild to right. now beginning to turn that corner so that the upswing, the arrow is pointing up. Uh, isn't Case Keenum just a perfect bridge for that? Well, I think he is probably a pretty good bridge for that. And I think the money is, is what it is. That's what it costs. There, there's certain ante at the table, and that's what it costs. So $18 million is the going rate for a veteran quarterback, and that's what they've done. So I think that is all well and good. I don't have any issue with it but that's where i think the broncos at some point are gonna to have to get a firm grip on the understanding of where they are and uh, okay they don't want to use the word rebuilding but they're rebuilding they were a uh, they, they are they are tweaking they they haven't made the playoffs since they won the super bowl and they finished dead last in the division last year so yeah you are rebuilding you want to call it retooling you want to call it you know whatever it is but it, it's it's rebuilding you're trying to make this, again, a team that will perennially be in the playoffs, and it is not there now. So the Broncos need to get a grip on what they're doing. If the idea is you want to stay in the mix, maybe try to win eight, nine games and see what happens, then I think the Broncos with Keenum will be fine and can do that. But uh, he's not the guy that's going to elevate them into the 11-12 win territory. And I think if Broncos fans expect that, they're going to be disappointed. I found these stats just for you, Sean. Yes. I'm going to throw them at you, okay? Uh, posted this on Twitter. Uh, at Ronnie K Radio, by the way. Sean, where can they find you on Twitter? At S-Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. So consider this, okay? Keenum last year, 14 games. He was 11-3, and three, of course, with Great. Minnesota. Fantastic season. Completed 67% of his passes. Right. 98.3 quarterback rating, and that's in 450 attempts, okay? For Broncos history... We're going to take the name Peyton Manning out because it's Peyton Manning. Right. Okay. Hall of Famer. We know Case Keenum is not that. Those would be Bronco franchise records. Those would be firsts as far as quality goes. The closest person to do this was Greasy in the mid-2000s when uh, completion percentage-wise threw for 65 and, and, and in far less attempts. Was last year a flash in the pan? For Case Keenum, or is he the real deal? The, are we? The catch are we... is it could have been a flash in the pan. Now, sure, uh, it's difficult. I, I get the stat historically, but I mean, you know, John Elway didn't have those kind of quarterback ratings either. But the NFL was a the much NFL different is very league. very different. Yes, so uh, you you have last year you had five quarterbacks who had a quarterback rating of over a hundred, and and that was unheard of not all that long ago. Precision is absolutely critical, and, and I, I guess I would go back and I'd look at this. I would say, all right. Uh, he did have a terrific completion percentage, the 67%, as you mentioned. At the same time, that raised his career completion percentage to 61.9. Sure. Prior to that particular year, his entire career, he was a 58.4 completion percentage guy. That, by the way, is even lower than Trevor Simeon's career sure. average. Sure. So when someone has been in the league for, say, five years, and they do get a chance to start. But remember, this isn't his first chance to start. He started nine games for the Rams the previous year. He started his, 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 the second half of the... Uh, now the his, Rams were in turmoil, early, though. We should know they in were, that whole situation. Right, but that's one of those things where when you compare, say, a, a Keenum and a, a Simeon, but you could say again, the Broncos have been in turmoil, too. Sure. So this is where, it, when 
people don't like the comparison, but you have to make it because everything you can say to cover for Keenum because you want to believe, mm-hmm. you could actually say about Semyon too. And so this is one of those things where we're just going to have to find out. Yeah. Because he's had one, he's one good year, and the rest of his career he's been an average guy that sure. has been bounced around from team to team. So that's the reality of the situation. And the thing is, we don't know. But I, I, I will tell you one thing. If the Broncos' offensive line doesn't get better, yeah, don't expect him to match those numbers he made in Minnesota. And I, and I moot on the Case Keenum signing as an entirely. I understand why they're doing it. But, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I understand the comparison to Trevor Simeon. I think the difference, though, is that I've seen Case Keenum play at a high level. We haven't seen Trevor Simeon play at a high level that Keenum played at last year. Yeah, Keenum, like I said, he, now last he, year could be a flash in the pan. He, Very he's well more be. athletic. He has more. Sure. He has more tools in the toolbox, so to speak. Uh, there's no question about that. And I think he's a better quarterback than Simeon. But the idea that that all of a sudden, I, I just I I don't know. I'll say history is against it. Sure, he is 30 years old. He finally had a, a good season at the age of 29. And I understand that he's bounced back and forth as a backup and a starter, and he's kind of you know rubber banded back and forth. I get that, but the the fact is this: he got his chance at a age uh, at age twenty nine to start more than half the games for the third time in his career. It's not like this was the first time he's had a chance to start. He has started more than half the season for a team three separate times in his career. This is the only time he's ever played anything like this. Sure, at the age of twenty nine. Now he'll be 30 starting the season for the Broncos. History doesn't say that guys who basically were never good until 29 had one good year are all of a sudden going to be pro bowlers all the time in their 30s. Could it happen? Sure. History says that generally it doesn't. And I think if you understand and accept the fact that Keenum will not be a premier quarterback in this league and that he is a stopgap guy, and this is where... Turning back to that draft See, talk you, we talked you about and earlier. I, you and I can say that, but for Broncos fan base, that's not what they want to hear because they've been thinking Kirk Cousins, a sure. guy that's been in the top uh, three in completion percentage for sure. the last uh, three seasons, hasn't missed a game, uh, and now they're having to recalibrate and say, okay, it's Case Keenum. He was a backup last year, and he played really well when they needed him. But it's uh, they're having to recalibrate, and it, it's very easy, I think, for Broncos fans to get excited and optimistic, and that's fine, but... You build too much into it, yeah, and it's a good way to get disappointed. And the Broncos over the last few years, Broncos fans certainly understand how that works when it comes to their quarterback position. And, and certainly, you know, understanding that Keenum is the short gap, and this is where I turn and say, they've got to take a quarterback at five. I, I, I am 100% still on the wagon that you have to find your franchise guy. Keenum is a perfect stopgap, a guy who will start the next year or two and and give you that that quality eight and eight ten win season maybe you know that you hope for the best you hopefully kind of recreates Minnesota maybe you're a little bit better maybe you're a little bit worse but you're at least better than what you were last year. It's not the long term future though. I do think if they come away with a rookie that is designated the future in this off season in the draft. Then you could look at this and say this was a success. If the Broncos quarterback situation, however, stays the way it is now, where it is Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, and I, I suppose we're going to throw Chad Kelly in that situation. We expect Trevor Simeon to be traded uh, and moved elsewhere. Was this a successful year at the quarterback position for Denver? 
I mean, this upcoming season with this is this how how does moving that... forward? Yeah, do I... they get an A or do they get an F? Well, we're just we're just not done. Uh, that's the catch is we have to find out. I, I'm with you. I I want them to draft a quarterback. I do. Uh, whether they do or not, we'll find out. But I'm with you. I think the ideal situation is let's say hypothetically, let's just throw a name out there and say Baker Mayfield. Let's sure. Just who knows? It could be Rosen. It could be Darnold. It could be. Uh, Allen, whatever. Let's just say Mayfield, right? Uh, any of the rookies aren't going to step in, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. No matter how talented these rookies are, maybe all four of them are Hall of Famers, but in the first year of their career, you don't expect them to just take the team on their shoulders and take them to the Super Bowl. It, it doesn't happen like that. And so if the Broncos basically said, yes, okay, we, we want to get one of these young guys, we believe in them, but we know that they need to learn a little bit, then yeah, this makes a lot of sense. But I'm not convinced that John Elway's doing that. I still think there is a part of John Elway that truly basically doesn't want to give up on Paxton Lynch and is willing to see if an extra two years behind Case Keenum might be able to get enough to spark Paxton Lynch and turn him into something. There is a small pit in my stomach that says this, this, this move by default gives you a reason to keep Paxton Lynch and maybe have one more go at it and say, you know what, here's a third, fourth, fifth chance for this guy to maybe all of a sudden the light bulb turns on. I think you and I are both, the ship has sailed on that, but uh, certainly going to be interesting. And by the way, uh, news just coming down while we're recording this, uh, officially the Broncos are exercising that uh, option for Demarius Thomas. He will be around for the next two years, so he will be a target Catching passes from Case Keenum, that per Nikki Javala from uh, the Denver Post. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We are presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, right next to Coors Field, hop, skip, and a jump. Summertime on the way. Even for spring, it's been pretty nice. Uh, So go on up there to that rooftop. It's just fantastic. And tap14.com, that is their website, tap14.com. Any final thoughts, Sean? We're just getting going. Remember, free agency hasn't actually even started yet. Yeah, certain, certainly. Uh, and I expect them to add, yes, yeah, still in the tampering period, legal right. tampering, whatever that means. Uh, I should expect them to add some positions to maybe help Keenum along, too, on that offense. So we'll see how it goes. Stay up to date with it at the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's where the archives are. You can check out previous draft profiles, uh, position needs that the Broncos have. That's on the website, milehighsports.com, milehighsports.com.